as we close out our best of bad crypto podcast curated series this is the ninth episode in that series we will be back with you live lord willing next week as we are finished with our vacation either that or you know something happened to us and we're not back in which case <laughs> so sad. What happened? Uh, i don't know but assuming we're back this uh, episode is a replay from november 23rd 2018 it was episode number 210 and we created this episode specifically to provide an introduction to blockchain bitcoin and crypto so you could share it with your friends and and we're going to ask you to do the same thing with this episode is to share this one who don't understand these concepts with your friends yeah and also like we picked out nine now would we say these are the nine most definitive ones about crypto Eh, i think they're really good i would also say there was a couple other podcasts out there that you might have wanted to listen to. Episode number 379, badco.in, number 379. That was our interview with the Ethereum founder, Vitalik Buterin. So you could check that one out. There's another one. Check this one out, Joel, like 379. And then episode 382, we interviewed Ron Paul, mm. right? How awesome is that? So badco.in forward slash 382. Those two episodes right there are extra bonus ones if you just want to listen to some additional bad crypto. And we did NFTs with those. So you might actually hear in there if you listen uh, about the NFTs. This was episode originally, the one we're listening to now about how to get started in this was episode 210. It's really easy to tell people badco.in forward slash 210. That's a good one. And uh, I think those are great. I think actually there was a couple other ones, Joel. The, the one with Brad Mills was great. And the one with Richard Hart was pretty interesting as well. So I think there's about 633 great bad crypto episodes. You guys can go uh, start at the beginning. Some better than others. Go listen to all of them on the way through. Here is November 23rd, 2018. Enjoy, share with your friends, and we'll be back live with you. Well, live recorded. New shows coming your way soonly. Holidays. It's a great time to get together with family, friends, and associates to eat, drink, and talk about cryptocurrency. I mean, isn't that what everybody does? We all know people who really don't know what you're talking about when you say words like Bitcoin and blockchain and distributed ledger. They look at you funny and wonder if you've ingested just a bit too much tryptophan. That's okay, because crypto is for all people, and today's show is designed for you to share with loved ones, liked ones, and even those you really wish didn't show up for dinner. It's a back-to-basics crash course in blockchain, Bitcoin, and cryptocurrency, kind of like a crypto for dummies masterclass, only we're the dummies and crypto's our master. What in the world are you listening to? Well, stay tuned, and we promise it'll be worth your while. After all, the future of mankind depends on it. This is episode number 210 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Mr. Joel Com, this is not episode 210. This is episode two, one, zero, liftoff. Who's bad? We're Who's bad. bad. 
It's We're a bad. It's a bad crypto podcast, the show for the crypto curious and the crypto serious. And this is designed to be a refresher course, an introductory crash course in blockchain, Bitcoin, and cryptocurrency. And ideally, you know, those of those of you who already listen to the show, you know a lot of this. It doesn't hurt to kind of go back to the basics, but ideally, you should have a friend or a family member or your dog listen to this with you so that they are all up to date on what this whole blockchain world is about because whether they know it or not you know this but they might not know that it is going to change their lives that is true and you've been listening to mr joel Com over there i am travis wright and uh, together between both of us we've written 16 books uh joel's actually written 15 of them but it sounds way better when we combine them so, but your book, you're your, really, your really book, smart. Your book is better than most of my books. Not all of them, but most of them. Hey, thank you, man. I don't know. I don't know. We've not quantified that, but I appreciate that. But we like to dissect things. We like to, you know, look at the future, look at emerging trends and, and really sh- share what that means. And I wrote a book called Digital Sense, which is all about social business, marketing technology and that customer experience. And the last chapter of the book was all about emerging technologies and emerging technologies brought me to blockchain. And Joel and I were having lots of conversations in uh, 2016 around the election and politics and the craziness that's going on. You know, did the Russians um, hack the election? And if so, or whatever, either way, we want solutions. And we were talking about the solution of blockchain uh, being a solution, because if we voted on the blockchain, the votes would be transparent. The database would not be editable and the votes could be verified that they were yours and that could really impact the integrity of elections. And, you know, there's there's been a lot of discussions these last couple of weeks around integrity around elections and blockchain is just one of the solutions that could do that. But what is blockchain, Mr. Joel Com? Hmm. And, you know, people may not have heard that term before, but they've probably heard Bitcoin bandied around like bitcoin everybody you know there was this time earlier in 2018 where everybody was allegedly buying bitcoin because it was all over the media and just so you know bitcoin and blockchain are are not the same thing they're actually uh two different things that work within the same realm so block blockchain is actually the technology that allows crypto to be a secure platform Okay, And so essentially, if you'll think of it this way, it's a network of computers, just like, you know, the Internet's a network of computers, only these are blockchain is is these computers on the network that help to validate and verify transactions at the same time. Right. You know, right now, if you write a check to somebody, it takes a few days for that check to clear and for the banks to settle that payment. But blockchain allows that to happen sometimes in a matter of seconds. That is absolutely true. Now, say, for example, you know, we, we've all heard about organic food. Oh, we got this organic fruit. These are organic avocados from California. Well, how do we know that they didn't just put a sticker on a regular one and selling us, you know, maybe one from Mexico that's not even what it says Don't it is, right? Don't be selling me those Mexican so, avocados. Man, I want to know where my avocados are from, right? So how do you do that? Well, you need to have a system where records can be stored 
facts can be verified by anyone and security is guaranteed. And you need to make sure, especially in voting that uh, or in accounting, that no one can actually cheat the system by going back and editing records because everyone who is monitoring the system is watching. So what happens is, is with Bitcoin, you know, you have these every single transaction since the beginning of time is in the blockchain, right? It's composed of these little blocks and every 10 minutes. Every transaction that happens within those 10 minutes is then placed into that next block, okay? And then that block now has a computational puzzle that needs to be solved, and all of these transactions need to be verified. And then once those transactions are verified, that block is now solved, and as a reward, whoever solved that or whichever pool of computers solved that algorithmic problem puzzle and solve those transactions and verify them, boom, Bitcoin is created as a reward for verifying those transactions. Now, back in the day, every 10 minutes, 50 Bitcoin was created. There was not a lot of transactions. And so people could use, you know, laptops and your your own computer to mine Bitcoin. And when you say mine, basically what you're doing is you're verifying all of the transactions. And if you're the one who verifies and solves that last part of the puzzle, boom, you get rewarded that 50 Bitcoin. Well, over time, we've had a couple of halvenings. What is a halvening? A halvening means that every 240,000 new blocks that have been solved, that next one, uh, the reward goes down into a half. So it went from 50 Bitcoin down to 25 Bitcoin, and I believe the year 2012, 2013. Now it's also halved again, and it's gone down from 25 to 12.5 Bitcoins are created every I'm 10 so minutes. Now, Travis, right? That's okay. It's, it's going to have again in the year 2020 ish, uh, I believe, 20, yeah, 2020, 2022. 2020, I believe, is when it has 2020 is when it will have again. Yes. And then it will be 6.25 Bitcoins will be created every 10 minutes. So there are less and less new Bitcoins going into circulation. Yeah, now, I'm a bit confused, Mr. Travis, right? Because what? why do we need a Bitcoin cryptocurrency at all? I mean, didn't some anonymous guy just pull this out of his ear and say, oh, now there's this currency and can't we just make more of it? Right. Well, remember back in 2008, 2009, 2007, when we had that economic crisis and we had the housing issue and the bubbles were crashing and everybody was freaking out and the market tanked. Well, there was a there was a person or group of people uh, by the name of Satoshi Nakamoto. Nobody really knows who Satoshi Nakamoto is. There are a lot of estimations and guesses on who he might be or who she might be. I believe probably Nick Zabo is somebody, one of the people, you potentially part of the group or you something. Don't we don't know. Nobody really knows who, who it is. But he created this white paper, and this white paper uh, basically solved the problem of double spending. So, you know, if I have a PDF and I send Mr. Joel Com a PDF, Mr. Joel Com could send that same PDF to thousands of people if he wants. He could upload it to his site and or to his Twitter, and you know, nine hundred thousand people could download it. Well, 
that's a problem because if I send Mr. Joel Com $10, I can't send the same $10 to somebody else. I can't send it to my mom. It's not like an MP3 or any other file on the internet, right, Mr. Joel Com? That's right. It's one of a kind and it is fully trackable, traceable. And one of the, the cool things about this public ledger is that we all can see it. There's nothing hidden on blockchain. Anybody can look at any transaction at any time and see what transaction took place. Now, here's the, the beautiful thing about Bitcoin. You know, we talk about the collapse of the financial markets. That's because we're operating in currencies that are inflationary. A lot of people never heard the term fiat money. This is the paper money that is issued by the government's of the world. And there is not a finite amount of this paper money. At any time, all they have to do is turn on the printing presses and they put more money into the public supply. And of course, the more you have, the less those existing dollars in the US are worth. But Bitcoin is different because written into the code, hard-coded in a way that is unchangeable, it says that there are ever only going to be 21 million Bitcoin in circulation. Yeah. So let's make sure we got that correct. Fiat currency, paper money, is inflationary. Inflation means the value of your dollar goes down as the price of everything else goes up because that dollar does not have as much spending power. Now, with cryptocurrency, with Bitcoin specifically, there's only 21 million of them. So it's deflationary, which means over time, the value of Bitcoin will increase because there's only 21 million. They're not going to make new Bitcoin. They cannot make new Bitcoin. There's no Bitcoin headquarters who can say, all right, let's turn on the Bitcoin creation machine and make let's make 42 million instead. You can't do that. And that's never going to happen. So there will only be 21 million of them. That's why we've seen, if you've seen some of the people in the media talk about over time, Bitcoin could reach a million dollars in price for one Bitcoin. Why? Well, there's only 21 million of them. One of the websites where we go to look at, you know, the price of the various different cryptos is coinmarketcap.com. Right now, the total market cap of, of the, all of the cryptocurrencies combined is $164 billion, which is down uh, from, from all-time highs, which was <laughs> last year sometime around $850 billion. Now we're sitting at $164 billion. We had a little bit of a, a, a correction. But uh, deflationary in nature means over time, the price will increase. And what we've seen over time is you know, about a six months or so, a year after one of those happenings happened, the price just skyrockets from its previous all-time high. Like we had a previous all-time high back in, in uh, December this of this past year. It hit $20,000, which was really, really high. The previous high before that, I think, was around, what, $1,700. It just, it just kept going up, boom, 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 boom. It busted through $5,000, busted through $10,000. And the price is not going to, you know, over time decrease in value. Over time, 5, 10, 20 years, these, each one of these cryptocurrencies, each one of these Bitcoins could be worth 
substantial amount of money. Right, we Mr. don't know for sure because we're not financial advisors and you shouldn't take anything we're saying here as any recommendations to buy, sell, or trade currencies. But obviously, we believe in this. We've been doing this show now for about a year and a half, and we've had about 7 million downloads. And we've learned a couple things about cryptocurrency. And so Bitcoin and other cryptos, because Bitcoin is certainly not the only one. You may have heard of Ethereum, Ripple, Bitcoin Cash, Stellar Lumens, and some others that have different functionality to them can be a new way of transacting. Only this digital currency that we're talking about is backed by the computer network that's secure. It's not backed by a bank. And more and more businesses are now accepting cryptocurrencies as payment. In fact, uh, you know, Overstock.com, the the major online retailer was one of the first big companies to um to take cryptocurrency as payments for merchandise. So where you see a sign that says, you know, Bitcoin accepted here, then you'll know people are treating this like real money. Because what gives paper, you know, when we look at a dollar and say, well, that's worth a dollar. Well, it's a piece of paper. It's not actually that piece of paper isn't worth a dollar. It's worth a dollar because our government says this is worth a dollar. And so Mm -hmm. what gives what gives you the right to say this invisible digital currency is a currency? Yeah, Travis, what gives you the right? What gives me the right? Well, I am Travis Wright for one. But but actually, what's, what's, what's really interesting about that is, you know, this paper money that we have, actually about 99% of that is already digital money. It's numbers on a screen that are controlled by a central bank that are owned by a big organization. Now, in, the, in America, the Federal Reserve Bank, most people think that it's a federal bank that's related to the government. A, it's not. B, you should do some research on what the Federal Reserve Bank system actually is, who runs it. It's actually ran by trustees, and basically there's like a nice little borrowing system that happens between the Treasury and the Federal Reserve Bank, but the Federal Reserve Bank is not federal. It is not a reserve. They do not hold reserve. They actually named it that back in 1913 to confuse people to make it think that it was federal and that it was a reserve, but it's not. And so there's inherent flaws within our banking system. They can print money out of thin air. And there's also this stuff called fractional reserve banking, where if I deposit a million dollars into my bank account, now my bank can actually loan that million dollars out 10 times. So that million dollars in assets turns out to $10 million worth or $9 million worth of debt that other people can then have to pay money back in interest on money that never even existed. So it's this big game. That's what these big central bankers can do, right? And so if you think about the history of money, right, paper money is what we have now. We also have plastic credit cards. We also have PayPal, right? And But before that, we had gold and silver coins. Those were really big. And, you know, gold and silver coins happened way back in the day when a king or queen of some region said, this is what you're going to be using to pay your taxes to the kingdom with this kind with my face on it. And if you don't use these, then you're going to have consequences. Before that, 5,000 years ago, they used shells, these cowrie shells and feathers. That's what money was. 
Now we're in this era where everyone has a smartphone. Everyone is walking around with 4G Wi-Fi for the most part, at least in the major parts of the world, right? They're developing parts of the world that they don't have that yet, but it's coming. And here we all are with this, with computers in our pocket that are stronger and faster and better than anyone had 10 years ago. And why do we need to go to a bank anymore? When I can send Mr. Joel Com, I can send him Stellar Lumens, and he would have those in about three seconds, verified and in his wallet, with, right? The, and then he could take those crazy transaction fee that is so small it's it's negligible you know a lot of people send uh, wire transfers right and it could take days for a wire transfer to show up somewhere and you have to pay this you know this fee to the bank to send this wire transfer those remittance fees are really high right you have to wait and think about all the unbanked people around the world there are billions of people that are unbanked especially third world nations cryptocurrency and digital money gives them an opportunity to become banked in a way that empowers them. You know, if you're if you uh, live perhaps in the United States and you want to send money back to your family, you know, uh, in Nigeria, let's assume they're not a Nigerian prince and you want to say, you know, because they've got all the millions and millions. They have right. all the money and they're trying to give but you, you want to send right. back to your family there. And for them, $10, you know, could make all the difference. It might cost you more than $10 to send that $10. But if you're using a cryptocurrency like Mr. Travis Wright noted, one is called Stellar Lumens, the, the it can happen in a matter of seconds all the way around the world into their digital wallet with negligible transaction fees and so you know since you mentioned stellar lumens i think it it pays to mention that there's a lot of different cryptocurrencies and sometimes we refer to them as tokens that have multiple applications so what we're going to see is blockchain technology is is being used and developed in all kinds of different industries from healthcare you know in finance to, to voting and digital, uh, you know, asset streaming. Um, it, there are just hundreds of uses for blockchain. And this is why, you know, your, your friend is having you listen to this because whether you know it or not, blockchain and cryptocurrency is going to change your world in a, and impact you personally in the industry you're in in a more significant way than the web has impacted your life uh, over the course of the last two decades. That's a pretty bold statement, I think. That's a very bold statement, Mr. Joel Common. And some people are thinking about it going, really? Uh, I thought this Bitcoin was just for criminals and people on the dark web buying drugs. <laughs> Those days are past. You know, early on in any adoption cycle of any technology, you have these outliers that are using it and showing use cases for these new technologies. A lot of times it's the porn industry, right? The internet and, you know, video streaming and uh, the, the, the internet was really big for porn early on. And a, a lot of times, you know, porn sort of, you know, VR is, is starting to become really big with porn. And, uh, and so it's just interesting to see some of these different outliers take advantage of those technologies first, showcase the uses of those different technologies, and then it starts gaining more mainstream adoption. And, one thing to remember about blockchain in general is it is a database. At its very core essence, it is a it's database. Fancy. It is a it's a very fancy database that is transparent, it is decentralized, and it is distributed 
across many different computers. So it's not like in the old days, if you remember the company Enron, and they had their, their books, here's our accounting books, and then they had their real books, right? And, and, and it's not like that where you can create separate different ones and say, oh, I'm going to pay this over here, but I'm really actually paying this. And they, were, they basically created these two sets of books. One was completely false, and the other one is the real one. Well, with this one, you're not able to do that. And you're not able to go back in time and edit anything on that database. Once that block is solved, that block is now immutable, unmovable, unchangeable. It gets connected to the previous block. And then that next block of those next transactions, once it gets solved, will connect right up next to it. Sort of like a big wall, right? You're just these, you're building these bricks, brick by brick, like as if you're, you know, I'm going to build a huge wall. It's going to be huge. It's going to be on the blockchain. Everyone's going to love it. I can assure you. You know, without getting too much further into the weeds, Travis, this is the kind of thing that we talk about on Bad Crypto all the time, only we get to interview some of the biggest leaders and and creators and movers and shakers in blockchain, in Bitcoin and crypto. And if you haven't yet subscribed to the show, then hit the subscribe button. And in fact, you might even want to go back to the beginning. All of our shows are easily accessible at badcryptopodcast.com. If you want to see the show notes for this episode that has some links to really interesting infographics and resources that we recommend to help you visualize what we're talking about a little bit better. Just go to badco.in. Notice that spells bad coin. That's actually a token that we created to show people how to create, how how to uh, use cryptocurrency, but ours is worthless, unlike Bitcoin. Badco.in forward slash Two one zero, but you could also go back to the very beginning and, and over like the first five episodes of the show, we kind of laid out a little bit more in depth. What is Bitcoin? What is blockchain? What is Ethereum? You know, another one that you may have heard of, and you can go to badco.in forward slash zero zero one zero zero two and be able to uh, learn a little bit more that way. Mm-hmm. And we're of the belief, you know, Mr. Joel Kahn and I, we've been chatting about this for quite a while. We've been paying attention to this. One thing we know is the price of crypto goes up, the price of crypto goes down. But one thing that is is for certain is that the adoption of blockchain is growing at an exponential rate. Every week we put out a, an episode called Bad News, which is not bad news. It's good news or just news that's happening within the crypto space that particular week. And it's very interesting to see all these governments that are adopting blockchain technology because of the transparency and the efficiency and the productivity of having blockchain solutions. And, you know, one thing has been interesting, and we've talked about this multiple times, and I want to I want to leave it with you here. Back in the year 2014, uh, the total amount of crypto traded each day was about $15 million. 2014. 2015, it 3X'd and it got up to $42 million a day on average is how much crypto was traded in 2015. 2016, it 5X'd up to about $200 million a day was traded in crypto in 2016, $200 million. Now in 2016, it went up to uh, 10X again, it went up to 2 billion. And now in 2018, we're sitting at about 15 to 20 billion dollars a day it's gone up as much it's been as many as 50 billion dollars traded in crypto per day and it's just amazing watching the growth i think the, the i might have had the years wrong i think maybe 2015 it was at 15 billion but the time goes fast in the space 
it's crazy how it's grown. It went from 15 million to 40 billion to, or yeah, million to 200 million to 2 billion to now $18 billion a day in crypto trading volume. Even though the prices are lower, so much trading is happening. So much more institutional money is coming on board. It's becoming validated every day, more so in the news, and it's only increasing. And you know, the, the price, you know, is not always high, but that's okay because as Mr. Warren Buffett says, what does he say, Mr. Mr. He Gilbert? says, be greedy when other people are fearful and be fearful when other people are greedy. Hopefully this has been helpful. Thanks for listening to the Bad Crypto Podcast. And we do invite you to push that subscribe button. This show is found not only at badcryptopodcast.com, but in all the podcast places. So iTunes, you know, if you're on iOS or Spotify, iHeartRadio, you can find us on um, Google Play, on Stitcher Radio, CastBox, and a bunch of other podcasts players and we hope that you do subscribe also we've got a great community on facebook called the bad crypto mastermind you can actually join it for free and join over seven thousand other citizens of the aptly named republic of bad cryptopia just go to badco.in forward slash mastermind and you can find that community there and uh as as mr joel com has and as we mentioned we've done now i believe 200 this is the 210th regular episode we've had 54 or so um spotlight episodes where we've interviewed various different blockchains so we've interviewed about closing in on 200 different projects that are using blockchain in some unique way and very rarely do we encounter projects that are similar to another project there's just so many different ways that blockchain can be used to make the world a better, more secure place and taking powers away from these global elite and these central banks and bringing it back to the people. And it's been very fun to watch the space evolve over this last year and a half. It's it's only growing. And uh, you know what? If this is something that interests you, you know, pay attention to it. Start reading. Start learning about it. Do your own due diligence. That's what we always like to share with people is don't take our word for anything. Don't take the news word face value for anything do your own research on stuff and if something interests you and you have passion about it and you want to learn about it then bad crypto is here to help guide you through demystifying the world of cryptocurrencies and blockchain and bitcoin and all that stuff we're here for you you can call us you can email us uh, our email is bad crypto podcast at gmail.com uh, you can connect with us on Facebook. We are you can Facebook message us. You can call us at 708-885-9030. You can leave us a comment or a question. We won't answer that phone because um, uh, we're very snobbish. We send us gifts. Like, you know, the holidays are upon us. You can send us presents. We like that. Presents are good. Yeah. Yeah, but we are here to inform you and teach you. We are here to entertain you. And most of all, we're here to help you stay bad. Who's bad? 
The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.